Hey everybody, welcome to Notes McGoats Podcast. I am Steve. I am Brandon. And Merry Christmas, guys. We've been waiting for this moment for about a year. A year. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, really looking forward to the 12 pods of Christmas, probably for the last four months, um, easily. Yeah, it started sure. to kind of all get laid out then. Um, funny thing is, and just a backstory on us guys, we're planning the 12 pods of Christmas for next year already, and we've already got a couple of them in there. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how we do things. Uh, those may change, you never know. Looking at you, Rob Thomas, you might actually make it. It's um, just kind of like throwing a dart at a map and like let's go there and then yeah, realizing well because we can't you, go there so then we yeah, look into it or whatever but all of yeah. our ideas just kind of flow into that spreadsheet and uh then we see once what happens yeah and then we're like that was a bad idea right but we still did write it anyway um <laughs> yeah exactly but today guys we are kicking off our 2021 second annual 12 pods of christmas with a pretty amazing uh story here yeah a pretty amazing way to kick this off you guys oh remember last gosh. year we were able to get a written interview with tommy prophet who produced and recorded a very theatrical long mm-hmm. uh album um yep. again that one was very long the podcast but, was also very long because we had a very long it was, it was good yeah but it was long it was um, that's one of the things I remember about Tommy, Tommy Prophet's uh, Christmas album is that I'm think I'm still listening to it now. It's been about a year. It's been about um, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, I might have just finished it a few minutes ago. Right. But today, guys, we have not only our first review of the Christmas season for Twelve Pods, but we had a little bit more to give you on this one as well. A little bit more. So I am going to turn this one over to Brandon. He. He this is this is his baby, and we are going to uh get right in here, Brandon. So, dude, what first of all, who are we talking about today? And um, what do we got, man? What's going on? So, Steve, yes, I've mentioned this before, and you you and I have talked about it off recording, but um, you and I set goals for this podcast, a lot of goals. Well, for this year and then for the 12 pods, we did and and for 12 pods, but specifically like looking forward we're always trying to one-up ourselves for the next year do something that makes us bigger better and our goal for next year really (laughs) was what it was um was to see once if we could get names and interviews from people outside of our circle really outside of west michigan real really yeah yeah, we were from we another were, we, state, we, from another. We've gotten some east side of the staters, but we hadn't really gotten anybody from out of state, right? Um, and not any really larger names. I mean, Deggy, right. Deggy's probably our Deggy or our Brian um, were probably mm-hmm. our two bigger ones, and they are yep. they're comedians that we know, right? Exactly. And uh, so one of our goals, guys, was to just reach out to 
people that we know and people that we don't know just to see once if they would be willing to either come on for a full-blown episode yeah. or to just give us five or ten minutes of their time for an interview. And guys, I fangirled so hard. Um, I received, so backstory, um, I don't know, probably October. Yeah. Early October. Um, I sent an email, just, you know, a contact us through Lindsay Sterling's website. Just like, Hey, you know, we're going to do Lindsay's warmer than warmer in the winter album, which is what we're doing today, guys. Um, Lindsay Sterling guys, Lindsay Lindsay Sterling. Sterling. Yep. Uh, And just curious if she, would have you know time to either come on for the full episode or to just give us a, a little bit of time. I was not thinking we would receive anything back. I was figuring we would get ghosted. No big deal. You know, what small podcast in Michigan would understand us? But I tried right? to I tried to pull the whole like, hey, you're coming to Grand Rapids on December 2nd, which guys, this episode drops the day before she comes to before she's here. If you haven't gotten tickets yet, go get them. LindsaySterling.com slash tickets, guys. Um, go check that out. So I just said, hey, you're coming to Grand Rapids. We're a podcast from Grand Rapids. Kind of. Uh, that's the Ish. city. That's that's the big city that I promote us out of. And uh, unless something cool is happening in Kalamazoo. Right. And then we're Kalamazoo. But um, either way, big something that you could see on a map. Really. Yeah. You know, and not and just say like it a easier than cows, right? And uh, all of a sudden, I got an email back from her publicist saying this was probably uh, back and forth a couple times. And her publicist said, "Hey, do you have t- ten minutes tomorrow?" And I was, and this was uh, a couple days before Halloween. And I just was like, "Yep." I just I before even texting Steve, I just said, "We we got to do this." It's Lindsay Sterling. Like we've got to, we can talk to Lindsay for 10 minutes. I was like, I don't care if you're going to be on or not. Like I'm going to, we're going to do this. Did you text me at like 1130 at night? Well, yeah, because I was freaking out and couldn't go to sleep. I know, I know. it was 1130 at night. Like the, I publicist, was the publicist also sent me that email at 530 at night. And oh, so, so it was six hours before six you hours told me before I responded because that was the first time I, or first time I had checked email. Were you while. like shaking in your boots? Did you, did you high pitch a uh, fangirl scream? I did. And uh, Rachel was half asleep. And I said, Rage, guess what? I said, we just got an interview with Lindsay Sterling. And she goes, great. And that was that. I mean, and she I said like, worse things when she's been sleeping. So it's OK. No, yeah, then so you texted I to, me and I, I got to text to, the next morning. You did not, right. So you didn't text me back right then. So I was just fangirling all by myself. Um, so, guys, you are about to hear my interview with Lindsay Sterling. Now, yeah, I don't really know. She's just an amazing, amazing person. Like you, you think like on social media, she gives off this like positive, you know, vibe and like, oh, maybe she's not really like that in in real life. No, she's totally like that in real life. And um, yeah, this was just a great interview, guys. Um, So before we jump into our our deep dive into uh, warmer in the winter, guys, Please enjoy my interview with Lindsay Sterling. Hi, Brandon. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am doing well. Uh, thank you so much for uh, taking a few minutes out of your day to uh, come hang out on a little podcast out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. 
I know it. Yeah, so um, let's uh, let's just kind of dive right in. I don't want to take too much of your time. So um, I guess my first question is, um, you you from what I was reading, you uh, got your first real violin um, when you were in sixth grade. So from all of the instruments in the entire world, what drew you to the violin? Gosh, um, you know, well, I mean, I actually first started playing the violin when I was six. Um, I guess the I got my first violin in sixth grade. That was the first violin I, like, owned, and we didn't rent. You know, it was my first, like, full-size big girl violin. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I've been playing since I was six years old, and I was drawn to it because my parents, they really liked orchestral music, and they used to take us to, like, these little community events, um, you know, where the orchestra was playing in the park and just like all these different places where classical music was happening. And so I fell in love with the violin through that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, I I really appreciate the kind of music that, that you produce. I, I'm a trombone player naturally, so I love classical music and I love what you do with the sound that you create. Um, so with that, who or what has kind of been your your musical inspira- inspiration for creating the music that you create? Oh, man, my musical inspiration is very um, all over the place, and I think that's probably why my music is the way it is. It, it stems from, like, a classical training growing up. You know, it stems from loving Evanescence when I was a teenager so much, um, all the way up to, like, falling over Skrillex music and dubstep when I was in college. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and then also loving John Williams' greatest hits album. That was the first album I ever bought. So I think oh, that's a great. combination of, like, cinematic music and electronics and epic, like, soaring melodies from Amy Lee, like, kind of all combined into, you know, this interesting violin electronic storytelling that I do. Yeah. No, I like that. That's fantastic. So um, I don't know how much you know about my podcast, but we're an album review podcast. And so in the month of December, we have dubbed ourselves to do this thing called the 12 Pods of Christmas. And we review 12 Christmas episodes in the month of December. And I, because I'm a, I'm a fan, wanted to do your album uh, Warmer in the Winter. So that's what that's one of our albums that we're going to be talking about this year. Um, and so kind of looking at it, I saw, you know, you've got the, your, the, the first album that came out in 2017, the deluxe that came out in 2018. And do you have a process or what is your process for choosing the tracks that you did? And then, you know, second to that would be, how did you decide what to add to the deluxe album? Um, gosh, my process was like, I love Christmas. Let's pick my favorite Christmas songs and let's try to reinvent them. That was pretty much the process. It wasn't even at all like, what's the most popular Christmas songs? So what do you have to do? I just literally was like, what are my favorites and how can I make them sound like me? And, you know, I will say it was also fun doing a Christmas album because I felt like it gave me a lot more room to stray from the, like, I guess, quote unquote, artist project. Like, yeah. You know, every artist develops like a sound that's theirs. But then when you get into Christmas, every artist is 
given this palette where suddenly your sound is like second tier and the most important thing is that you sound like Christmas. Right. And I kind of loved that in a way because I just got to be super creative and did everything from like working with some big band type instrumentation and like going in the actual studio with all these amazing players and getting to record like um, Let It Snow and Warmer in the Winter and, you know, in a very like big band style. And then we've got Carol's the Bells, which I did in a full electronic style. And, yeah. You know, and then we had a full orchestra in Prague record some of the songs with us. Like, oh my gosh. So it really had this like wide variety that I absolutely loved. Um, you know, and then it, the challenge became like, how do we make these all like seem like they belong on the same album? Sure. But I think um, with the through line of the orchestra, somehow it all like came together. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Yeah, I love the way that um, you guys constructed your album from top to bottom. Just starting off with, you know, the Sugar Plump Fairy just kind of just draws you draws you in. So I, I that was the one thing that I really liked when I was kind of doing my, my listening of your album. So, okay, so I, I asked to do this interview prior to you coming to Grand Rapids because I know that you're coming here. And, you know, and it's all over, you know, you're coming here, part of your tour, the Lindsay Sterling Christmas program. And uh, so what what is like your favorite part of touring and what are you looking forward to doing as far as touring goes during the holiday season? I mean, I, I love the Christmas tour. I mean, I love all tours, but there's something that's really special about every night knowing your job is to bring Christmas cheer to people. Like, I don't know. That's a pretty great job description. So I look so forward to that amongst all my other tours. I love that I just get to, like, remind people that it's the holidays and, mm-hmm. you know, don't forget to be merry. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, it's fabulous you know and we get to be like we get to be kind of silly and make people laugh because that's part of the fun of the holidays is to like loosen people up but then at the same time like the holidays can be very emotional for certain people because of um because it's so tied to family and tradition and you know even from my own experience that makes it extra hard when sometimes that family member or that tradition can't go on because someone's not there anymore and you know i lost my father several years ago and you know, so Christmas, as joyful as it it is, there's, you know, for so many people, there's a little bit of that, oh, a lot of emotions come out when you don't have those people anymore that you spent it with. So, um, you know, there's part of the show that that can be very emotional. We get to, like, you know, people will get teary-eyed and misty-eyed as we remember the people we love. And so I love this show because it takes people through silly, fun. You'll laugh and then you know, you, if you've got those emotions in there, you might cry as well, but the good yeah. kind of tears. And, um, you know, and I, I'm grateful for that, that ability I have to be on stage and kind of help, I guess, guide people through like this kind mm-hmm. of an emotional path through the night. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's one thing I love about music too, is just the emotion that it can bring, you know, whether it's seeing their favorite artist in, in you on stage or however it is, music evokes emotion. And so, helping guide and navigate that is, is really cool. So I have one final question and it's got really nothing to do with music. It's more got to do with you. Do you have a favorite part of the holiday season? Like, is there a tradition with your family and friends that you always look forward to this time of year? 
shoot, let's see, what do I look forward to the most? Well, I mean, we have a tour tradition that we started that is really fun and it's so simple. And I, that's what I love about holiday traditions is most of the time it's the same exact ones that everybody does, but sure. it's like everybody has their own way of doing it. And um, on tour, we've started doing Secret Santa and we do it bus to bus. And so like the artist bus, all of draws names of the crew bus. And one thing that's very special and I love about um, the way that our tour runs is there is no like A, B, you know, it's not A bus, B bus. Sure. It's just, we have to be the stage bus and they're the crew bus. Like, yep. And, um, you know, but I love it when we mix it all up because everybody from our, rig- our rigger to our dancer to like artists, you know, everybody, we're all just buddies. And so it's really fun when, like we do the secret Santa from bus to bus because we can like hide things on each other's buses and hide things around the stage for people to find. And we do anyways, it's something I always look forward to. Um, it's, it's silly. It's sentimental. It's all the right feels, I guess, just kind of like our show. And, um, and yeah, I'm excited to do that again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's awesome. That was all the questions that I had, Lindsay. Thank you so, so much for taking a couple minutes out of your day to come hang out with us and, uh, yeah. And do this interview. Awesome. Well, thank you for your um, thoughtful questions and, and thank you for your time. Absolutely. Have a good rest of your day. I hope I almost get a good review. It does. It, it will from me anyway. I know that. So. Yay. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for coming back. That was freaking amazing, right? So um, good. Who would have thought two dudes from GR who have a podcast listened to by I th- we're getting close to 3000 people. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we're getting pretty close. We've 30, oh, over 3000, over 3000 listens, over 3000 listens. We're almost to 4,000 by now, guys. Yeah. Who would have thought of the podcast? It's been just over a year, just over 4,000 listens, just touch over a hundred episodes. We'll be able to pull somebody like that on a complete whim. Um, we were hoping for 2022 to be the year of pulling bigger guests. Uh, hey guys, there are. Um, we got some, we got some more coming. Some more coming. We got some fun. We got international guests coming. That was Whoa. something I pulled. That was something we're, you pulled. We're two for two on the contact us via email, like website deals right now. I'm just saying we gotta try that more often. I know. Looking at you, Lars. It's coming, baby. Yeah, bud. You're no longer. Uh, the 20 the, the you're the 2022 on the hall of fame now we'll just tell you what the oh, hall of fame is when i talk we to you go. well we'll tell you which hall of fame you're on once we talk to you, you then you can tell me to fuck <laughs> off and leave that's it's great exactly. love right. it dude um, i would totally take an interview with lars you're t- i would i would love it oh yeah it would last five minutes he would hang up on us we would still play that i'm okay with it oh 100 percent because I would tell him where he where he ranked and how many times. Um, we would maybe we get in a philosophical discussion about Napster. I'd like that actually. Yeah. Um, or you so, go into how you know he's the worst drummer in Metallica. <laughs> right. So before we get into our deep dive, Lindsay, I just if you're listening or if your people are listening, I just want to say thank you again for coming on and just taking yes. time out of your busy schedule because you know at that point uh, you were about ready. Lindsay was about ready to head out onto her. Uh, her Christmas tour called the Lindsay Sterling Christmas program. Uh, check it out. LindsaySterling.com guys. Um, Again, she's going to be in Grand Rapids tomorrow, guys. She so on, on December 2nd. Tomorrow. So if you yep. took this At- out, the day's releases yep. tomorrow, she's going to be in GR. So yep. get, get, get there. Um, if you haven't yet uh, pull up on Spotify, check out the new album or this, this album is the new album, but she's got some other newer stuff coming out that has come out too. 
Yeah. Um, Artemis was the newest one that just popped. So yeah, and she just got done with that tour. So yeah. So check uh, her, check her out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Brandon, I did a little research. I mean, I know you fangirled out, but I did some research. Yeah. Um, so 12 pause research guys is a little bit lighter, uh, just because it's the same music a lot of times with Christmas music. So I tried to go more heavy backstory, but the albums are a little lighter on stuff. This one's a little different. So, um, uh, Lindsey Sterling, you guys didn't know, American violinist, songwriter, and dancer. Uh, she began her viral career in 2007, Brandon. Yeah. She started I w- posting yeah. videos on YouTube in 2007. Yep. She's got 13.1 million, with an M, million YouTube mm-hmm. subscribers mm-hmm. and over 3.3 billion views on YouTube. Billion with a B. Billion with a B. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, she's got five total albums, including the most recent one, Artemis, and the one we're talking about, Warmer and Winter. She has sold how many total albums? Do you believe? Twenty-five million. Oh, not that many. Okay. Also, my numbers are a little skewed. Okay. Uh, as far as I know, I've only got for like the four, the first sure. three albums. Eight million. So, not that many either. Okay. You're not, you're giving, you're giving way too much credit. Wikipedia is not giving her enough. Okay. Um, for what the information that I found that she has sold over 900,000. That's still pretty good though. Still, still fantastic for more a classical album, recording artist. More albums that I've, I've, really, yes. I've um, had. so that is, it's fantastic. Funny thing was, and if, if Lindsay's listening, I'd love to hear the reason for this. Maybe she knows, maybe she doesn't know. Dude, but half of these, at least half. Uh, we're in Germany. Yeah. She's huge in Europe. They love her there. But I, I right. think it's maybe because Europe's more in the in, in the classic music is more ingrained. Yeah. But in I Germany think, itself, like violins and whatnot. That's I don't know. I've, when I think Germany, Germany and like their like arts, I think like classical music and ballet. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's why, but they love her in Germany. Um, yeah. So I just there's. Dude, she's done eight. She's got 18 solo singles all by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, 26 collaborations. Wow. That are like notable collaborations. Yeah. Now, notably, she has collabed with uh, Pentatonix, Imagine Dragons, Evanescence twice. Wow. Bruno, Bruno Mars. Oh, okay. Nicki Minaj on Super Bass. And it's amazing. Really? Okay. I didn't yeah. realize. That. Okay. All right. Uh, I had to get her in here because it's at least once a month we talk about her. Good old, good old Penny Whistle solo. My heart will go on. She did do a duet with Celine Dion. <laughs> All right. And uh, the last one that I thought was just funny mm-hmm. was um, she did a collaboration on the song Pure Imagination from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with oh. Josh Groban and the Muppets. Interesting. I knew Josh Groban did that. I knew Josh Groban did pyramid did a version of Pure Imagination, but with Lindsey Sterling and the Muppets. I'll have to check that one out. The Muppets Call are going to be the feature you, uh, man, another podcast. And you'll see. I just, man, man, man. I I, I in just a world yeah. of pure imagination. Man, man. And then the living violin solo. Yeah, right. Um, so that one was just a fun one because it was like Josh Groban. That makes sense. And the Muppets. Yeah. What, that's, what? Yeah. 
<laughs> you had me you had me until the very end of there which we will get into the muppets in a couple weeks guys we will uh Check i think out. in a few days yeah yeah um well, yeah we'll, uh weeks. we'll get there i don't know yeah, where we're we'll at. get there so warmer in winter was released october 20th june 2017 re-released october 18th of 2018 as a deluxe edition mm-hmm. uh we are actually doing the deluxe edition which is the only one that's on spotify um it is 18 tracks 61 minutes long a little bit longer than we usually like. This one I will give a pass to for a couple of reasons, and I'll get to that before we're done. So it did reach number 22 on the Billboard Top 200. Wow, okay. Not bad. No. Number one on Holiday, number one on Classical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it also reached number two on the year-end of Classical in 2018. Okay, wow, nice. So in the whole Classical genre, it got to number two for the year in 2018. I think number That's seven in 2017, so... It was it was a pretty good a hit solid for album, yeah, for sure. Sold over twenty thousand albums, probably nice. more. Again, Wikipedia and sales are a little bit iffy. Sure. Um, original. The original has ten covers and three originals. The three originals were "Warmer in Winter," mm-hmm. "Christmas Come On," and "Time to Fall in Love." Mm-hmm. And the album has a couple of features on there because Lindsay doesn't sing on these, I don't believe. Um, yeah, I'm not 100%. She's sure. got a couple, she might um, so often, but she might sing on some of the one of the ones that she wrote. Yeah. Uh, Warmer Winter, I think, maybe one of the ones. But yeah. um, she did have Trombone Shorty feature. Alex uh, Garskith, who is from all, the band All Time Low, it's a mm-hmm. punk band. Uh, Becky G and Sabrina Carpenter. I'm not sure who the other two are. They sound familiar, but I don't know who they are. Uh, Trombone and Shorty, we've mentioned on a couple of ones. He was actually mentioned on Zach Brown Band. Yep. He was in that one. So, um, yeah. but he's, he's, he's kind of been all over. Brandon, Lindsay Sterling, mm-hmm. we've, we've talked, we've, we've talked, you've talked to her. I have talked to her. Um, I can, I can like say somebody I know has talked to somebody famous. What was your favorite track, dude? Yeah. So my favorite one on this one, guys, I picked Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy. Uh, okay. The song opens up the album the way you would expect um, a song to be from an artist like Lindsay. Um, the beginning, there are about eight bars or so where it's just piano or electric sounds before she comes in with her violin. And once the violin comes in, it completely pulls you into this album and sets the tone for what you'll hear throughout the rest of the album. And it was just it was it's super good because if you know dance of the sugar plum fairy it's very traditional very old very it's part of a ballet you know the of the nutcracker and so she takes that and makes it her own and it just i was like wow this is this is really good so that was that was my favorite i liked it mm-hmm. so dude i was gonna go with carol the bells that's such a good song it's so good I think it's even better than than the uh, TSO version, personally. Yeah, I can see that for sure. It's, it's not as over the top, but it, it's so good. But when I got to the deluxe edition and I started listening to more of the stuff, mm-hmm. I actually went with Somewhere in My Memory. Okay. A Home Alone track. Yeah. It's actually listed as, as theme song from Home Alone, Somewhere yeah. in My Memory. I know yeah. it is Somewhere in My Memory. I know what that song is. Mm-hmm. But it is amazing. It's just, it's so big. The song, and it's, it's a song for a lot of these songs. This album is when when it's strictly a uh, instrumental track. 
they are big. They are huge. And the violin is the forefront. Um, but the complexity of what Lindsay does in the midst of this song and how she plays her violin mm-hmm. different ways, pretty like on, a, on a, such a fast pace is amazing. She goes from playing to plucking to playing and just immediately takes this song over, which is the point. I know she's the star of this ship. The violin needs to be in the full in the forefront. But damn, she just took this song to a completely different level. And I loved it, like yeah. from the get-go. Now the funny thing was, and I, I will tell the audience this as well. I did text you when I started listening to this album. Mm-hmm. And I said, Brandon, am I gonna have one of these moments where I gotta text you and say, when do they start singing? <laughs> yeah. When is did. there gonna be lyrics? Right. Because uh, if you guys haven't listened to the previous podcast, my wife has brought me to um, to different uh, shows, uh, Broadway shows. One of them being the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. And it's not even Broadway, I, man. That's just no. It was it was a Chris Van Allsburg Nutcracker. It was just ballet. Yeah. It, but it wasn't. It was a Broadway show. Was it the? It was Grand Rapids thing, man. Come on, we're small mm-hmm. town. Sure. And I looked at her, <clears throat> and I said, "This is good. When are they going to start talking?" And um, the lady that was next to me, not my wife, put her hand on my knee, a little weird, and said, oh, honey. And at that point, I looked at my wife and go, they're not going to talk, are they? This is, this is just going to be dancing. And she goes, in music. I go, all right, let's go. Yep. Did the same thing for Fan of the Opera. When I asked my wife, when are they going to start talking? Not all just the, singing all yeah, their parts. Yeah. And she said, oh, honey. <laughs> and I looked at her again. And yeah. well, this happens to Steve quite frequently. I should probably do more research on shows my wife's bringing me to before I go sure. to there. Right. But it was still an experience. The album is the album is great. And I was I, I loved it. And there there are some lyrics involved. There and are that's a couple what songs I told you. Thing. And, and yes, yeah, what you said. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised when it came in. Yeah. Um, but that being said least favorite yeah we got sometimes come up with the least favorite. sometimes it's hard to find my christmas albums especially when we've been listening to 12 13 14 of them as we have sure you know you find people that do them differently do songs differently you hear a lot of the same songs over and over and over again different ways mm-hmm. Lindsay's no different we hear a lot of these songs on other albums the way that she does them is different because most of them are instrumental right this is an instrumental song ish there's a choir if i had to pick one she ends the album with a song that is going to showcase the violin. It is super popular. And everyone thinks it's a Christmas song. It is not a Christmas song. Leonard Cohen, as I said last year, did not write this song to be a Christmas song. If you want to so know my full thoughts on it, so you know there's so there's so the secret chord is not a Christmas chord. Oh, it's not. Hallelujah yeah. is not a Christmas song. If you want to know exactly what I think about this song, go back and check out Pentatonics or go to our Facebook page and I cut a 20 second clip of what I yeah, think about did. this song. Yeah. And I'm not going to say what I wholly think on this song because Brandon told me that I gotta be good. And not that anybody, because it's just me being good. So stop singing this in church, though. 
Oh, 100 percent. Don't, don't sing this in especially on Easter. They've been doing I've seen it on Easter too. Not just at but Easter. This is not mm-hmm. a church song. Read the lyrics and then get a wet towel, get a cool towel. Because whoo, this is like a hymn written by Meg the Stallion. <laughs> but not as You're not wrong. Well, no, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more not as risque. But Meg the Stallion's going to church. She wrote this one. Yeah, she, yeah. Um Lindsay, but but hear me out. Lindsay needs to keep playing this because the song itself is beautiful. The lyrics are beautiful in context. Mm-hmm. And the way that she presents this is hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, this song could also could almost be a Halloween-esque like song, the way that it comes off if you didn't know what it was. It's mm-hmm. so dark mm-hmm. and deep. It's so good. But it's not a Christmas song. It's not a church song. It's yeah. it's not. No, I no, I yeah, I get it. It makes sense. Uh for me, I my least favorite was All I Want for Christmas. Um mm-hmm. it was inc- it was incredibly mm-hmm. hard for me to find a track on this album that I didn't like. So in finding my least, I couldn't or with this one, All I Want for Christmas, I couldn't point out specifics because Lindsay's playing, she's an amazing violinist, hands down. No matter what song she decides to do, what she does to it is amazing. Yep. And the accompanying band behind her in this track is great. Yep. But for me, the thing that makes this one be toward the bottom of my list is that there wasn't like a ginormous difference when it came to the the sound of the song. Like, yes, there was there was she had plucking and yes, there was, you know, little bits of this and little bits of that, like different things. But it was all kind of on the same level. Like there wasn't it wasn't elevated. It wasn't elevated. They didn't bring it down a whole lot. There wasn't ebb and flow. Um, And all I wanted for Christmas was more ebb and flow. So I think that one's hard, though, man. Like anybody who covers that song, anybody who covers that song, you're going up against the queen. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You give it a shot. But the only one that I've actually seen pull it off is another queen. It's Beyonce. Yeah. Because you got to. I don't think you could do that one instrumental either. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think that one can be an instrumental song. Right. That's got to be like you got to go after that one as hard and heavy. Yeah. Um. Because you just everybody knows what it is from the start, and you're for like, sure. then you're waiting. Then you're waiting for the high note. You're just right. waiting for it. Right. And when you don't get it, you're like, you know, you're kind of left wanting as you kind of were. Yeah, for sure. So are we playing our, our game we abso- today? We absolutely are, Steve. Guys, it is I time for are. the Word Association name game. Wang, let's play Wang. Let's play Wang. Word Association name game. Wang, Word Association name game. Wang, Wang. All right, first one. Karen of the managers. 
Oh, Karen of the managers. There's some things I want to say, but I don't think um, my my personal cheer of you is on here. Um, <laughs> Karen of the managers. It's not we three gentlemen. No. Um, Christmas, come on. Nope. You're me. Is it your Mimo, Mr. Grinch? I mean, it could be, but it's not. It is it. Carol of the Bells. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next one. Last one, Steve. Okay. Boats, I hear. Dude, I saw three ships. Yeah, you did. I did. You did see three ships. And speaking of I saw three ships, Steve. dude, that is my deep cut. Bro, same. Dude, that 100%. track Every single time I was just like, Christmas time sea shanty. Let's go. Yeah. I loved it. It's just like all the other songs. It's so big. And the orchestra that's behind Lindsay is phenomenal in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, They allow her to be the star that she is. But this song would not sound nearly as good if they weren't behind her. Right. And as a guy who really loves the fiddle and Irish music, I instantly perked up the moment I heard her start to play. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, yep. I stopped every single time I hear this now. And I actually played this on my Spotify, on my Alexa at home, just tooling around doing stuff around the house today. Yeah. Every single time I stopped. And my little guy, my little guy, Nate, yeah, started doing a little jig when he was listening to it today. It was kind of funny. I was watching him. He was just dancing, just doing a little jig. Nice. It made him made him want to go. It was such a good track. Nice. Yeah. Caught no, me off guard. I I will completely agree. That was my deep cut as well. Uh, if you don't know, guys, uh, it is a very traditional song from a long time ago. Yes. And yet Lindsay took it and brought Pirates of the Caribbean to it. Was, it how, shanty. was how how I kind of saw it. Mm-hmm. Very, very yeah, sea shanty. Very, and it was just man, it was just so good. I, I just and then yeah, you said the rest, so I, I I can't I can't. So I'll just go right into my final thoughts, Steve. Since you, you said pretty much Get everything. It. So, guys, this was a great album. If you're expecting, if you want something different out of a Christmas album instead of your traditional stuff that you hear just by a different person i highly recommend this album either her her regular one which has you know i don't know what it was a 14 tracks or something like that and this one 13 13 and then this one has 18 it's like 14 extra minutes yeah it's it's really good no matter which one you choose they're both amazing because the regular one is the deluxe but the deluxe has five extra songs anyway Mm -hmm. Super good album. Guys, if you don't know Lindsay, check out her stuff on YouTube. She is an amazing violin player. Um, the type of music that she creates and she melds together the electronic with the classical. It's nothing short of amazing. Um, and this one was just, it's a fun sound uh, to the holiday season. Something that you don't normally expect uh, to hear. But I'm glad that she was able to, to give us uh, this album from the type of music that she creates. So for me, Steve, uh, this one was a nine out of 10 for me. Nice. Nice. So it's a solid album and a great way for us to kick off our 12 pod celebration. I do feel like after Meg the stallion, a couple of days ago, we needed some instrumental music to cleanse our souls slightly and get some hail Marys in. Yeah. Um, this is a perfect way to like, woosah, 
the dirty away. Um, yeah. But really, at the same time, give us something else intriguing to talk about. Absolutely. Um, Lindsay provided an album that entertains us and um, and brings you kind of in while only offering you a handful of vocalists. Right. Like if you're if you're one that needs to listen to a music and instrumental is not really your thing, I challenge you to pick this one up and just play it as you're making dinner or hanging out with the kids if you have an Alexa. Yeah. Have them play, have it play spot on Spotify and just have it play maybe at mid volume mm-hmm. and see what happens. Cause your, your kids are going to recognize some of the songs and just see how they feel about it. It's, I think you're going to get some interesting things cause it's just cool background music. Absolutely. Um, when you pick up a Lindsay Sterling album, if you haven't ever picked up one before, you're going to get a powerful album full of in your face violin tracks that are done with so much energy and depth that you're going to be caught off guard. It, it is, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. This album is no different. Even though it's Christmas music, it is completely a Lindsay Sterling album that will catch you off guard from time to time. Yeah. Um, I also, Brandon went with a nine out of 10. Nice. Here. It didn't get a 10 because of two reasons. Okay. Leonard Cohen. Yeah. And I listened to CeeLo's version of the Grinch first. Oh, okay. So it would have gotten, it would have got the high Easter, mark. But Easter egg. You lost, you lost a, uh, yeah, you lost a half a point for both of those. Oh, man. So but Leonard Cohen and CeeLo. But I, hey, nine, 18 out of 20 is, is a damn good score. It is. Far above passing. To start. It is, yes, a fantastic way for us to start off the 12 pods of Christmas and mm-hmm. also to bring us into, I believe, a band that Lindsay Stone would milled with very, very well. And I would love to see her play yeah, with them. I agree. Um, and I will, I, I'll preface this now, but I also preface it before on that, that podcast. On that podcast. But guys, we actually recorded um, that podcast uh, Friday. The intention pod- of being one. Friday's podcast with the intention of that one being the first one, because like I said, at the beginning of this episode, I did not think that I was going to get an interview with Lindsay Sterling. And we recorded that episode, the bad religion episode. Yeah. Four days before you got the interview. Yes. So we were just kind of thinking, Oh, you know, it is what it is. No big deal. We'll still do Lindsay. Cause that's still a fun album, but you know, then, then all of a sudden I got the interview and we had to, we move things around because that's what we did and that's what we do. So actually, and I changed I told, every graphic I, told, I made. I told Steve that we were going to change it. And that's how that it works. Happened. So, yep. But it worked guys. So just know that on Friday's episode, you will hear us reference uh, that one being the beginning of the 12 pods, um, which I mean, it is, it's episode two of the 12 pods. It's still the beginning. It's not episode one because of this, which I mean, Knowing happens, what we guys. knowing what we know now and how we reviewed that one, it's a great first week to start off twelve pods, man. Solid, solid yeah, all the way around. Absolutely. So again, so, I just want to give a th- uh, thank out to Lindsay Sterling for coming on and giving us uh, a little bit of her time um, as she gets into all of her. She's she's in it now. She's deep in uh, her Christmas tour at mm-hmm. this point. Um, so guys check all of her things out, uh, wherever you, she's on so all sorts of, all sorts of social media and, uh, you can find everything for her at lindsaysterling.com. If you're still trying to get tickets for tomorrow's show, 
in Grand Rapids at the Van Andel Arena. Go to lindsaysterling.com slash tour or slash tickets, one of those two. Um, and uh, just go to lindsaysterling.com. You'll, you'll figure it out. Um, but for us, guys, you can find us on Instagram and, and Facebook. Uh, just look for Nate chomping on the record, not uh, Nate the Goat. We got to specify now, Nate the Goat, um, not Nate Steve's kid. So given the chance, he probably would. He probably would. You should record him do, giving a goat bleat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'll use that to censor you instead of my can. Can I just, can I just get him? Can I just get him saying the word city? City? Sure. Does it sound like shitty? Oh, no. That's what he means every time, though. Oh, got it. No, it sounds like city. Oh, it sounds like city. city, but he's like, oh, this is a city situation. Got it. All right. Or, but guys, or, he says, or when he says, it's not good. It's not that, good. That's funny. Guys, this has been episode one, officially, of the Notes Magos podcast. 12 pods of Christmas. We will be back on Friday, and then it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, all the way to the end. So, guys, <laughs> this is the Notes Magos podcast. As always, I'm Brandon. And I'm Steve. And we will see you guys in a couple days. Bye, guys. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats.